Chapter 15 of Our Feathered Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Our Feathered Friends by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. Chapter 15 Cradle Making. There is a good deal said and written about the way birds build their houses. But really, birds do not build houses. Their houses or dwellings are built for them by Mother Nature, and are the trees and the bushes and the sheltering rocks and the caves and the cornices of our own houses. What birds really do build are their cradles, little crib beds, sometimes with rockers and sometimes without. Birds do not make the cradle first and put the rockers on afterwards, as a cabinet maker would do. They first choose the best rockers in the market, and then make the cradle on top of the rockers. Sometimes they do a very queer thing. They find the rockers and then build the cradle under them. Birds have ways of their own, and they are very good ways, as you shall see. The rockers for a bird's cradle are of the branches of the sycamore, or apple, or orange trees, or they are of twigs of the elm, or cypress, or banana leaves. Any strong firm twig or branch that will rock and tilt in the breeze makes a good rocker of the old-fashioned sort. Rock-a-bye, baby, on the treetop, when the wind blows the cradle will rock when the bow breaks the cradle will fall and down will come baby cradle and all but it is a very hard wind that can break one of these rocker boughs or blow a bird's cradle out of its place sometimes a crib is blown out of the elbow of a tree because the nest in the elbow is not fastened by string as it is in a bough but it is just tucked between the great branches birds are very wise and select their boughs with great care Lithe, yielding branches are just right for walkers. They will spring and swing so readily. Sometimes a young twig and a strong old twig, joined together, make a pair of bird rockers. A cradle of this kind is very handy for the mother bird. The wind rocks the babies to sleep, and the leaves sing lullaby songs, while the mother blinks away on the nest or goes off in search of food. Sometimes the mother herself sings the babies to sleep, sitting in the cradle with them. Some of the finches twitter a low musical song over the little ones, and we have often found their nest by hearing these soft, sweet notes. One must listen as well as look to learn these pleasant secrets. Some mother birds do not approve of rockers for their babies. These are very sensible mothers. They make their cradles in the firm, still crotch of a tree, high up among the forked branches, or lower, right in the hollow trunk. Other birds choose the ground or low shrubs. Some cradles, like those of the oriole and titmouse, are curtained all around in beautiful lace fiber or lattice work. Other cribs have no curtains at all except drooping leaves and waving grass. Those of us who can afford them have eider-down quilts on our beds. But these are rare and costly, and not many people have them. Birds do not have to think about the cost of anything. There must be downy quilts in every nursery. These crib blankets are always on hand. Sometimes they are soft gray or brown in color, and sometimes they are crazy quilts. It all depends on what sort of a breast the mother bird has. At first thought, one might fear that such a quilt may be too heavy. You see, the old bird fly to the nest and settle quickly down above her young, as if she took her seat right on their frail little backs. She does not take the trouble to explain to you that her feet are below and between the young birds, and that she lifts her feathers gently. She is really a very fluffy, comfortable, soothing and warm, covering the delicate birds, or the still more delicate eggs. Some birds, like the hummers, build their cradles of material, which is just the color of the branch or the rockers upon which they rest. We have seen hummers' nests on orange trees, covered on the outside with the black scales which are so frequent on these trees. We have seen them on the sycamore trees, all covered with the light yellow wool which grows on the backs of sycamore leaves. The birds do this that the nests may look like a part of the branch on which they rest. In this way, these shrewd little creatures hope to deceive the shrikes and owls and hawks and boys. It is not easy to find a nest that looks just like everything about it. The ground owl is a queer bird. 
she does not select a swinging branch or a crotch of a tree for her babies but she takes possession of a ground squirrel's hole and lays her eggs there so you see it is rather a bed than a cradle if you are in luck you will find the nest of the ground owl in the ground from four to twenty feet away from the hole or doorway it may not be more than a few inches under the surface of the ground but it is hard to know just where to strike it when a merry schoolboy gets a spade and flings his jacket off and begins in good earnest to dig out a ground owl take our word for it he has a good piece of work on his hands ten to one he will dig till sundown and go home tired and cross with nothing to show for his pains mr owl just an inch or two from the tip of the spade is no doubt holding on to his sides with laughter if owls ever do laugh in that way the nest of the ground owl is not much of an affair only some coarse stuff lining the hollow at the end of this long hole mrs owl is lazy and can leave her eggs in this warm place a long time and be sure that they will not chill she pays her rent to the squirrels by eating any little squirrels she can lay her hands on End of chapter fifteen